The Packers absolutely cannot run the football this year. Why not? Don't blame A.J. Dillon. It's not his fault. Not not all his fault. Plus, our pal Lily Zhao joins us for a Zhao you doing ahead of Monday Night Football with the Las Vegas Raiders. It all starts right now. You are locked on Packers. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Zhao, you doing? Lily Zhao on the show today to talk about the Lions, to talk about Joe Barry, to talk about Jordan Love and these young receivers, to talk about the Las Vegas Raiders and can the Packers defense finally look half decent. This Packers running game stinks. It stinks. And I wrote today that this is sort of like the the game for the Packers offense, their rushing offense, that the Saints game was for the Packers defense. If you can't stop this team, and remember the Packers only gave up 10 points in that game. If they can't stop that team, the team that they are built to stop, they're not going to be able to stop anybody. If you can't run the ball on this team with this front, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Now, the good news is before we dig into this, Elton Jenkins back at practice yesterday, looking good. In fact, this is the healthiest this team has been in a long time. Eric Stokes activated. He is practicing. Jair Alexander back at practice. Zach Tom back at practice looking something like, you know, better. <laughs> Almost a week, you know, out from the game now. Aaron Jones, Christian Watson seemingly made it through. No setbacks. You hope ramp up period, which would allow the Packers to play much better, you would hope, on Monday night. And the injuries have been part of the story here. But the injuries have not stopped the Packers from continuing to pass block at an extremely high level. This is still a top 10 pass blocking group, top five, top three, depending on the numbers that you're looking at. Rasheed Walker has done a sterling job in pass protection. John Runyon Jr. remains a stalwart in pass protection. And Zach Tom and John Runyon Jr. both had their worst pass protecting games, really, of the last 18 months. On Thursday, well, both of them are hurt. Both of them were playing on one leg. So that, of course, is going to affect the way that you play. This run game... It has to get off the schneid. This is part of what Matt LaFleur came here to do. And it's so bad right now. 28th in rush offense DVOA. 31st in explosive runs. Only the Raiders, by the way, have fewer explosive runs. 20th in rush EPA. 27th in success rate. 
they cannot run the ball. And this is not just, you know, like statistical deep nerdery. Anecdotally, they can't run the ball. And I know they didn't run the ball against Detroit, but they also couldn't run the ball against Detroit. So why is this happening? And there, there is going to be a group of people who say, well, A.J. Dillon stinks. A.J. Dillon, the, the gap between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon has never been bigger. It's never been more apparent. And I have been someone who has been a big A.J. Dillon fan going back to the NFL draft. It looks different. And, and one of the reasons, Ben Fennell and I talked about this last week, that I think they're not running as much outside zone as they might otherwise if Aaron Jones is out there is because A.J. Dillon is not an outside zone back and he looks looks even less explosive. That's part of it. They're having to run some of this gap stuff and this power stuff. The problem with that is they don't really have the guys up front to do it. Royce Newman is one of the worst offensive linemen playing meaningful snaps in the NFL. Josh Myers is an inconsistent player. Rasheed Walker is an inconsistent player. For all his, his great work in pass protection, Plenty in the run game yet to be desired there. Although the ESPN stats like him more. Top 15 in run block win rate. It's not clean. Nothing about it is clean right now. 31st in adjusted line yards as a group. Only the Jets are getting less push in the run game than the Packers. 24th in run block win rate. That's an ESPN stat. 24th in run block grade. Interesting distinction there and interesting contrast. The the block grade is a pro football focus number. Subjective. It is someone looking at every situation and grading it. The ESPN number, which finds the exact same thing, is tracking data. It's a computer. It's basically AI. Looking at, okay, did the blocker stay in front of the defender where he's supposed to for the allotted amount of time. And they found the exact same thing, that this is a well below average run blocking group. Until that changes, this run game is not going to meaningfully improve. Now, I do think there are things, I, I don't know why some of the pin pull stuff that we saw last year is not in the game plan right now. I don't know why they insist on saying, oh yeah, we actually might run some of that uh, ridiculous triple option. We might continue to do that. Now, I'd like to see more of the zone read stuff from Jordan Love. He's got the athleticism to do it. I loved the call in the low red zone on the quarterback draw. Loved that call. Like there's a way to use Jordan Love's legs. They just haven't done it yet. They haven't really, I don't think they've given a jet sweep once. That's something you, that's why you have Jaden Reed. It's why you have Christian Watson, Jason Hershorn, America's guest and my co-founder at The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to, wrote about this yesterday. One of the ways to get Christian Watson going is schemed up touches. One of the ways to get this offense a little bit more consistent is to get some schemed up touches for Christian Watson. Using him in the run game is a good way to do it. He took handoffs from the gun at North Dakota State. They were like, they, they ran offense with him at times. So there's stuff for them to get to. I don't know why they're, we're not seeing more of that bread and butter outside zone. I think part of it is that Aaron Jones has been hurt. So if Aaron Jones is back out there, great. That is one of those places where I do think the running back does matter. 
And it's one of the places where I think you're seeing them when, when AJ Dillon has to get the lion's share of the carries, they're leaning more on inside zone. It's gap runs. It's duo. It is just, it's a different kind of run game. And they're getting blown up inside. John Runyon Jr., one of the reasons why they're, uh, you know, not as as thrilled with him as his pass block tape might indicate is because he doesn't move bodies in the run game. And so we don't know if he's going to practice. Did not practice yesterday. Um, is in that walking boot. He might get the go at right guard. He might not. It might be Royce Newman. It might be Sean Ryan. I'd like to see Sean Ryan. If you're not going to experiment, Royce Newman has been terrible. 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 Like one of the five worst interior offensive linemen, certainly guards in football by a pro football focus grading. I've had my issues with pro football focus and their grades, especially this year. There's some weird stuff happening. I don't know if it's it's brain drain. A lot of the, a lot of really good people have left there. I don't I don't know what's going on over there. I, I like pro football focus. We've had a lot of pro football focus people on this show. But it's, there's some weird stuff going on over there. But this matches the eye test. Royce Newman has been really, really bad. This is the week to get Sean Ryan ready to go. And it might be that he's just a right side guy. It took him a while to, to transition from tackle to guard. He seemed to be running ahead of Royce Newman in the competition with John Runyon Jr. at right guard, which actually seemed to be a competition. They made it seem like it was a competition. He played well. He can move bodies in the run game. If John Runyon Jr. can't go, you have an opportunity against a really bad, I mean a really bad Las Vegas Raiders front. Outside, Max Crosby is awesome. The rest of the group, it's bad. It's not good. Packers offensive line is much better. If you can't run on this group, if you can't if you can't win these blocks, it's just not going to happen. The blocking has to be better, and you need Aaron Jones healthy. You need Aaron Jones healthy because he can help manufacture offense for you. I'd like to see the quarterback used a little more in the run game. I know that they they seem to want to run a more traditional dropback style, but look at look at what some of the stuff that Jalen Hurts brings. Now, Jordan Love's not the athlete that Jalen Hurts is, but I think Jalen Hurts is in a lot of ways, an overrated athlete just in, in in the running portion. He's not the electric in the open field, Justin Fields kind of runner. Lamar Jackson, he's not that. He's not. He's, he's strong and he's fast enough. And he will make guys miss and he will, he will run over guys. But he's not, you can't like set your whole offense up on it. He will scramble and make plays. Certainly he can kill you with his legs scrambling it. We saw that with Jordan Love. He can create chunk runs with his legs. I, I, Not the triple option, but I think there's some, some things that you can do there. But they got to figure this out. They got to figure this out. You promote Adam Stenovich, who was your former offensive line coach, to offensive coordinator, and the offensive line the last two years seems like it's materially worse. So, until that's figured out, I just don't know how you fix the run game and... If, if you don't have a run game, that puts so much more pressure on Jordan Love in this passing game to get it figured out. I don't know that you can be a consistent offense if you can't run the ball at all and rely solely on this extremely historically young group uh, on, the, on the passing batter. I just don't know if that works. All right, we're going to get to our pal Lily Zhao here in just a second on Locked on Packers. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks 
each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are a guaranteed fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. And oh, look who it is. Packers running back Aaron Jones didn't fare well with limited work returning from his hamstring injury against the Lions in week four. With some time to heal off a mini bye, look for Jones to be ready to show his old explosive self as a runner and receiver on Monday night in Las Vegas. He will feel right at home with plenty of cheeseheads making the trip to the desert against a bad Raiders defense. Not too far down the road where Jones' star was born in his hometown of El Paso, Texas. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, our crossover Thursday with your boy Q. Do not miss it. Joining me now, someone who's going to have to, like me, deal with no Packers football for the second Sunday in a row and and two of three. I can't remember the last time anything like this has happened. Lily Zhao from Fox 6 to answer the most important question on everyone's mind outside of what Taylor Swift is going to do next. <laughs> Lily Zhao, how are you doing? Peter, doing well. Uh, we're staying busy here in, uh, in covering the Brewers and the Bucks, And then, of course, you know, the Packers are giving us a little bit of a reprieve on Sunday, but it definitely feels weird that, yeah, you, you're right. There's two Sundays that we're not going to watch the Packers play, but then fortunately uh, they are playing Monday night. So at least, you know, more eyeballs on that game, but uh, definitely weird, but I'm going to enjoy kind of a Sunday watching everybody else and then pivot towards the Monday night game, but uh, doing well. So how you doing? I'm good. It's, it's going to end up being three, right? Because then they have the bye week So this is a, yeah. this is a very weird month of Packers football in that way. Um, I wasn't going to do this, but now I'm going to do this. Are do you are you a Taylor Swift person? Do you do you enjoy the the musical stylings? Am I a Swifty is what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to do that, but yeah. It's like asking <laughs> if you're a foodie. Like and no one is like me. Yes, please, me, I am. Yeah, I, I will say this though. I don't want to get the Swifties mad at me. I do I I love Taylor Swift. I think she's a phenomenal artist, but I wouldn't say I'm a diehard Swifty. Um, that being said, I do enjoy how the NFL is incorporating her music, you know, when the Chiefs are playing. So I think it's fun, but I, I wouldn't say I'm a diehard Swifty, but I do like her music. Same. Yeah. I like it. I think it's, I think this is all very fun. And the people that are not having fun, needing to tell us that they're not having fun, just like relax. It's okay. It's it, like other people are having fun and you're not, and that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, speaking of other people are having fun and you're not the Packers defense. Let's start there. <laughs> uh, both Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry said, essentially everything's on the table for us to figure this out. My, my question is Lily, uh, Matt said, you know, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results is, is a little insane. He brought Joe Barry back. So, uh, where do we go from here? Is there a place to go or do we just have to sort of ride this one out? 
I think if he was making comments publicly saying we can't keep doing the same thing and expecting something different, like it's like madness, you have to believe that if he's going to keep Joe Barry on the staff, they're going to have to change the way they play defense or change the way they attack, um, you know, third long, et cetera. Because again, it's not working. And it's, I feel like every, after every game, it's, you know, you ask the guys if they've given up a bunch of yards on the ground, we've got to watch the film. We have to see where the gaps are, et cetera. But it's kind of the same thing every single week. So if you're supposedly doing that after watching each game and watching the film, why hasn't that changed? So I know he said this week is going to be a big self-scout for the coaching staff and for them just as coaches to see what they can do. But I think at the end of the day, if you're going to keep – Joe Barion is your defensive coordinator. You have to change the way you play defense. You have to change the way you attack certain situations. Otherwise, we will see the same defense on the field next week and the week after that and the week after that. So whether or not they, you know, because he was talking about, let's see how other teams attack the run and let's see how they're able to, to stop these rushers. Because, again, you had a Lions team that completely shut down the Falcons rushing attack, 44 yards on the ground on 20 carries, and then they – you know, this, this Atlanta Falcons duo just ran rough shot over the Packers run defense. What was the difference there? You know, how can they look at that film from what the Lions did to what the Packers did? Is it personnel? Is it the scheme? Is it the execution? It might be a combination of all that. But again, I think the sell scout will be really important this week because I feel like if you have a Raiders team on Monday night, who are, they're not very good. If they're running crazy on the ground or if they're doing something that your offense is getting shredded on in prime time yet again. I mean, I think something has to change, but I think we need to see a different product on the field against Vegas. You know, what is interesting to me, and I thought it was fascinating. They were like, we have to look at how other teams are trying to stop, uh, you know, the, the run. Well, the Lions just put everyone in the box. They just said, Desmond Ritter, we dare you to beat us. Now it's too late. Now the Packers, can't, you know, they can't go back and do that against the Falcons. But I thought it was fascinating. Matt LaFleur said, it's structural. We can, we can do this. It is not a personnel problem. Like they feel like they have the bodies. And then Joe Barry said the same thing. No, this is, this is philosophical. We can make these changes, whatever they are. I mean, I, I don't think it is as simple as saying we're going to drop Rudy Ford in the box a little bit more or play heavier fronts. Like there are plenty of times when, when that is the case. My question for you, Lily is, and I think this is something that I, I seem to recall. We talked about last year. I know I did on our show how much of this falls on Matt LaFleur? He is the head coach. And Joe Barry was hired under the assumption he's going to work with Matt on this because it didn't seem like Mike Pettin and Matt, La or Matt LaFleur were aligned. At this point, again, this year, that this is still a problem, how much do you lay at the feet of the head coach? I think the head coach is the one who's going to take, you know, the blame for a lot. And that's just kind of Matt LaFleur's personality. But I do feel like he has to take ownership if he is willing to retain his defensive coordinator. It was a struggle last year. It's it's been a struggle this year. If he's bringing him back and he's not willing to make a change, he's going to have to stick with it and kind of own up to this is why I brought him back and this is why I believe he's still the right man for the job despite the struggles early on. Again, we're a month into the season. If they can smooth things out, if they can get this defense back on the right track and say, hey, I still have the same guy, but we're willing to change how we do things schematically or philosophically, then maybe it's, it's okay, I made the right decision in keeping him. We're just going to change how we do things. But I think if you're going to retain the same guy and not make any changes and see it still doesn't work, that is, again, the definition of madness. So I think a lot of blame will fall on Matt LaFleur if he doesn't change things up and if we don't see improvements on that side of the football. 
So let's flip this over offensively. They've had these slow starts and it seems like when, when Jordan Love has the opportunity in the second halves of these games to settle in, he does in fact settle in. How much do you think for, for this team, especially moving forward is just like, this is all going to get a lot easier when you have Aaron Jones and Christian Watson and maybe Elton Jenkins who practiced yesterday. Um, we'll see if he's able to go Monday night, but, but how much do you think this is just, Hey, let's get healthy and then see how this looks. I think so too. I think that's going to be a big component of it because, you know, outside of week one against the bears, it was everyone's dealing with a lot of injuries, the Packers specifically on that offensive side of the football, like you just mentioned. So maybe it is a point of saying, let's get everybody healthy around him and let's see what they can do in the first half. I think it was, they, in the first half in their last two games, they've been outscored 44 to three. That's not a way to win, to play. Not winning great. Not great. So the last thing you want to do is to get off to another slow start every single week. I don't know if it's just the nerves. I don't know if it's not having an Aaron Jones or Christian Watson or just knowing that you have protection in front of you where it's, you know, you're kind of playing tentative and then you make really good halftime adjustments because we've seen Jordan Love in the third quarter or in the second half just play. It was like night and day, right? Incredible, yeah. Incredible. So is it the halftime adjustments? Does he just need a couple quarters to feel more comfortable? Uh, We'll see. But I, I do think you get those key players back and you make him feel comfortable in the pocket, that's going to really change how they do things. Because, you know, we talked to the guys after the game uh, and their loss to the Lions, and they all said these slow starts, they can't have them anymore. So, again, we'll see how they come out of the bu- or out of their mini-buy, I should say. Can they get out to a fast start? That's going to be, I guess, question number one. All right, we're going to be back with our pal Lily Zhao for Zhao You Doing here on Locked on Packers in just a second. This episode is brought to you by our friends at BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash locked on and get on your way to being your best self. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? You know what you should do, what's good for you, but you can't consistently do it. Well, therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. It's about being the best version of you. Who doesn't want to be the best version of themselves? If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Go check out what we're doing on our subtext, Me to You, direct communication. Let's talk. Go find us on subtext. Locked on Packers is what you should be searching for. And then the leap.football. I mentioned the piece that I wrote today in your inbox. Could not be easier. The leap.football, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You know, I, there there is part of this that feels like it's just the the learning curve with Jordan Love. Like Brian Gutekind said over and over, he's just got to play. Like we've seen everything we can do in practice. Now it's you have to find your rhythms in these games. And you know, I, I can I can go back to Brett Favre and certainly early Aaron Rodgers, where it felt like with Favre especially, the running joke was like he just needs to get hit. 
Like that was the, he would always, he was like, he would airmail, airmail two or three of his first couple throws because he was so amped up. I, Jordan Love does not strike me as the kind of guy who gets overly amped, but it does seem like it's taking him a little while to get in the mix here. I, I, I made the case that part of this has to be a Matt LaFleur thing. Like LaFleur has to do some things early in games, change the way that they play a little bit. Problem is, Lily, they can't run the ball. So I don't know what they're supposed to do. I don't know what the answers are, but it does seem like there there has to be. They have to try some things to me, and and see if Matt Lafleur can sort of coach their way out of this in the first halves. Anyway, I agree. I, I think if your running game is not where it needs to be, obviously that puts a, a damper on the offense because it makes you very one dimensional yeah. and it makes you reliant on throwing the football. And then we all know what defenses do: stack the box and blitz and force Jordan Love to make all the plays with his arm. You want to be able to have a stable rushing attack. I know James Robinson worked out for Green Bay. Uh, we'll see what happens in, in that aspect. But, again, I need to get this rushing attack going. And you're right. I think, you know, in terms of the play calling, get some easy calls out there for Jordan. Get him settled in and see where this thing goes. Because we saw in the Lions game, it was painful. That first half was painful. I mean, it just they couldn't get anything going. They couldn't get a first down until I think this was at the second quarter. Um so something has to change in that regard, whether it's just making it simpler for Jordan Love in that regard or just letting him play and getting him settled in, but also figuring out what is the, what's the issue with our, with our run game. I know Aaron Jones has been on a pitch count. He's been injured. That's a big part of it. But why can't we get this run game going? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> if it yeah. were one thing, it would be easy to, to lock in on, right? I mean, that would, that would make it easier to just say, okay, just fix this one thing. Right now, it is a slew of things. And Joe Barry basically said the same thing about the defense, the run defense in particular. It's not just one thing. If it were just one thing, like when we feel like we have good scheme, uh, we don't execute. When we feel like we're executing well, you know, the scheme's not very good or the plan wasn't very good or, or we have injuries or whatever it is. So it, they also feel like, I think, that they're getting a little unlucky. I think that's I think that's true to a point as well. Um, when When you look at what's happening with this, rookie class. We were really excited about it coming in. I think we've seen some flashes, especially from someone like Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave. What is, what has been your impression of those guys? Has anyone stood out to you in a way that you did not expect? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I, I think I kind of expected Luke Musgrave to flash and I, I think he certainly has. He's gotten open a couple of times and unfortunately just hasn't been able to connect with Jordan Love. Yeah. That happens. It's a different story, but I think he certainly impressed Jaden Reed. Like you mentioned, has impressed. I think Carl Brooks on the yeah. on the defensive line has certainly flashed as well. Um, but I think I think we were all expecting him to do so. So in my mind, I'm thinking maybe Anders Carlson. I, I think Great we were one. talking. Yeah, I think we we're all talking about maybe. You know, it comes with the ebbs and flows of a rookie, especially a rookie kicker, where you might lose some games for a team and just kind of learn from from it. But the first four weeks, he's been phenomenal. So I think he's really surprised me in that aspect. I think that's a great one. I didn't even think of that one. And and I think that's the best thing about a kicker. If you don't ever think about a kicker, it's good. Um, they're like plumbers. You, you, <laughs> you really only worry about them when something's broken. Um, you really only worry about them when you absolutely need one. And so the Packers, he's just been totally fine and you don't have to worry about him. And that's a great thing. In fact, if anything, one of the big mistakes of the Falcons game was not giving him a chance to kick a 50 plus, you know, it's going to be a long field goal. I think 54 yards, 55 yards, whatever it was. Give the kid a chance. That's what you brought him here for. I'll I'll give you my answer and then I just want to hear your response potentially. I'm I have been so impressed with Jaden Reed. I know he's had some drops. But when AJ Dillon was like this guy reminds me of Randall Cobb, I was like, "Bro, you got to chill out." 
Like, <laughs> like there's a reason Randall Cobb is a bear killer. There's a reason he's like Aaron Rodgers BFF. It's the reason why he had him, him brought with him now, like through two teams really. Um, and yet, you know, let's not, we don't have to go nuts. Like Randall Cobb in his prime was one of the two or three best slot receivers in the league. But I just, I can't say enough about how impressed I've been, especially relative to my expectations with Jaden Reed. And I just feel like if they, if they get, have a little more time to spend on the same page and then you get Christian Watson back and the geometry of this offense all fits together, like, am I crazy or does he have star potential? I, I, Totally agree with you there. I, I think, again, because Christian Watson wasn't able to play, Jordan Love had to rely more on Romeo, on Dontavian, and, of course, on Jaden. I think Jaden certainly has impressed times 10. I mean, he's a guy who, outside of the drops, I think he'll get that uh, changed and, and he'll be better there. But he has playmaker potential. Again, we saw that big catch um, in the Saints game that he made that set them up to, to you know, have a good winning drive. But his ability, I think, to get open – his speed, his just smarts in the slot, and then also just his ability in the return game on special teams has been certainly very impressive. Um, he's a he guy did almost fumble last week. <laughs> touche, touche, but it is <laughs> a plus. Um, but again, I, I think he's very versatile. I think his speed is going to be such a killer. And once he gets the, the the drops down, I think he has such an important role on this team. And I think that they're going to keep feeding him, but you're right. I mean, he really has that Randall Cobb trajectory and we're not ready to crown him yet because we're four games into the season. But if he plays the way we know he can play, that comparison's pretty good. Yeah. And, and you would, I think be surprised if you went back and looked and, and I, I, I know this because I was surprised the last time I went back and looked at Randall Cobb's rookie stats. They weren't crazy. Um, in fact, uh, Jaden Reed is already more than halfway to Randall Cobb's entire season total in terms of catches. Randall Cobb had 25 catches for 375 and a touchdown as a rookie. That's it. Wow. Jaden Reed already has 200 yards. And I think it's, I think it's, I think it's 12 catches. Um, and his yard per catch right now would be higher than at any point in Randall Cobb's career, almost 17 yards a catch right now. So it's not just what he's doing. It is how he's doing it. Winning vertically, winning from the slot vertically is really important against all these two high defenses. So that's that's just one of those things that I'm going to have my eye on for sure. Let's turn our attention to this Las Vegas Raiders team that is in free fall. They absolutely cannot run the ball. If if they get run on this week, you said it earlier, like I don't, I'm, there's no coming back from that. Like there just isn't any coming back from that. This is a bad team that the Packers should beat. Um, that being said, Devontae Adams is hurt. We don't know if he's going to play. Jerry Alexander is hurt. We don't know if he's going to play. Let's just say we get both of those guys. Who do you like in that matchup? Who do you think has the advantage right now? Oh, that's a good question. I know this is hard. That's hard. That's hard. You know, I, I think for people on the Packers side of things, of course, they want to say Jair, but I feel like Devontae is such an elite guy. And depending on how that shoulder feels, I think he's going to have the edge. It's Devontae. I mean, he's the elite of the elite, and it's unfortunate his team is in a free fall, but I, th I think if you get him and Jair back on the field, Jair will win his battles, but I think overall Devontae will win the war, if you want to say, um, of a game. But that being said, everyone around him has certainly struggled. So I still think the Packers can win, but they need to show out in prime time um, and, and just say that that Lions game will sweep it under the rug, will move forward and, and play winning football. But 
that's going to be a fun battle. I really hope those guys play because that's going to be such a fun battle to watch. It, it is a little bit too like like Joe Barry calling a game for Jay Alexander and then Aiden O'Connell throwing to Devontae Adams feels very similar in that yeah. way because it's just sort of like, mm, they may not be put in the best positions, but they're so good that it might not matter. They still might make some plays. And and so they're, they're going to be must-see TV. That matchup, if they both play, I absolutely cannot wait to watch it. Um, and I, I think I think the Packers get this. But they have on the mini buy. If you're getting these guys back, like I said, Elton Jen- Eric Stokes back at practice, Elton Jenkins back at practice, Christian Watson talking about feeling better, Aaron Jones, same thing. So if they if there's something close to full strength, um, I think they're going to win. La- last thing I want to ask you about: uh, Matt Lafleur uh, demurred when asked about David Bakhtiari and his future. Said I didn't I didn't want to. I, this is Dave's conversation to have. hopefully we'll get an answer to that sooner than later. By the time you listen to this, um, maybe you have, um, what was your reaction to the, to the way that that was phrased and to the news that David Bakhtiari is having surgery, had surgery and is, is going to miss a significant amount of time, maybe the entire season. It was tough. Um, I will say it was, it was very important. I think as a coach for Matt LaFleur to say, Hey, talk to Dave. He wants to tell you guys what's going on. He wants to yep. give you guys a timeline. If there is a timeline, it kind of reminded me of, of if you guys follow the Brewers at all, Brandon Woodruff, he's out potentially for the entire postseason. We'll see. But Craig Council was said, Hey, I addressed what the issue is with him. And then he'll talk with you guys. And, and Brandon was able to, to, to tell the media. But I, I think that's that kind of scenario with David Bakhtiari is let's give him the space to kind of talk about his injury, what his timeline is, and all that good stuff. But it certainly does put his, his future with the Packers in question. It's just so unfortunate that, you know, he was able to rebound, plays in game one, and we haven't seen him on the field since then. And now that he's on IR, it's will we ever see him play in a green goal uniform again? Um, I, I think with how this the tone of everything is and with David wanting to speak, I don't know if it's going to be the most positive in terms of updates that we're going to get. Granted, again, he's still on IR, but I, I do like the avenue that, LaFleur gave his player to say, Hey, I want to, you know, talk about this on my terms and and with my own voice. And, and I'm sure he will get an opportunity to do that. Lily, uh, always great to check in with you. Uh, another Sunday where I guess we'll have to, I don't know, watch baseball. I, I don't know. I don't know what people are going to do um, yeah. on, on Sundays, but it's two of three. So you better get it, get it together now because you got another opportunity to have to do this. Lily, we'll talk to you next week. I appreciate it. Thanks, Peter. All right, thanks to Lily for joining the show. Always great to chat with her. Back tomorrow for our crossover Thursday. Your boy Q from Locked On Raiders. It's Packers. It's Raiders. It is two iconic logos, iconic uniforms, iconic franchises, and kind of kind of mid-teams so far this year. But at least for the Packers, a lot to be excited about, a lot to get excited about watching so that is coming up tomorrow here on Locked on Packers. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live on YouTube, like we will be on Monday after the game, you can do that. Go subscribe to our Locked on Packers YouTube page so you can stay Locked on Packers.